What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B-Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm hanging out in the Diamond Studio, presented by Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, hanging out with my co-host, joined via Zoom chat, the one, the only, Mr. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? Bang. Bang, indeed. Um, we are here. Uh, get well soon, Diamond. Dallas well Page and, every, and everybody in the accountability crib. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is the, like I said, this is the B show where we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT from last night. And that was uh, that was July 15th. But before we get into all that, there's a lot of news. We got into a whole bunch of stuff, I think, that we need to talk about when, you know, I was I was looking for news. And oh, I was like, man, if there's only like a like some some form of social media to just let me know all these news and pictures, beautiful pictures I'm, that I can. I'm yeah. glad you asked, Michael. You can follow us at Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at CWR415. Oh, I'll get right to it then. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio because, uh, like like you were saying, we post a lot of cool stuff on there. Some news, some not-so-news. I, rem- I remind you of good memories and bad memories. Like yesterday, it was the uh, was it the 18th anniversary of Eric Bischoff becoming the Raw General Manager. Some might say he was back and uh, better than ever. You know, somewhat. Uh, yeah. But like I said... I remember there was this recurring... Um, I don't know whether or not it was a rib yeah. or just misinformation that he was the guy who sang that theme song. Because ah, it kind of does sound it's, like him. Like it, you know what's funny? There are so many theme songs that I'm like, did they sing that theme song? Yeah, the Sasha Banks theme song. I People thought she sang that. Which Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean, the Keith Lee theme song, everyone thinks it's him. It's crazy. It is him. <laughs> oh, come on, Michael. No, I know. That's really cool. Uh, well, the, you know what? The one I do I'm suspicious of is the Mia Yim theme song. I think that's Keith Lee singing her theme song, too. You just. All right. Yeah, I, 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 it kind of sounds like him. So. I mean, like. It's, it's a bit of a reach, but I'll, I'll meet you halfway there. Anyways, uh, like I said, at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, but you're here. And we're here, and we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT. Like I said, we got news to get into before all that. Before we get into all that, I you didn't answer my question earlier. Michael, how are you doing today? Mm, the, the the cup of coffee is just has been finished, and I am just about to process said coffee, so we'll see where it takes me from there. Usually, uh, coffee is a diuretic. So I'll piss all over this laptop. No, you'll poop. It makes oh, you poop. Even diuretic. better. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless. I'm actually sitting on a toilet right now. Uh, you know, uh, some would say there was the auction on eBay, and some would say that you might have paid certain mu- dollars for this auction for this certain toilet throne from a certain NWO sold out. You're sitting You're sitting on the Miss NWO throne, aren't you? Is, was that a toilet? It was a toilet. Okay. It was really yeah, bad. It was, it was a long. I haven't seen that show in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Uh, NW was sold out. Uh, go watch it. I, I... Is this a plug for another podcast that you're going to do or like just no. for like a retro thing? Oh, OK. No, but me and Jose, okay. I'm glad you asked me and Jose this uh, this upcoming Monday morning. We'll be posting our Extreme Rules, the horror show at Extreme the horror show. The I mean, horror. I made this joke before. Horror show at extreme rules 
uh, because no, it's given, gonna be, given their marketing tactics as of late, I wouldn't be surprised if that was not on the list. I would be surprised if that wasn't on the list. Like, okay, horror show, but what about we just bring a horror show? Yeah. Horrors. I, I mean, if this was the Attitude Era or at least the HLA Era, the Eric Bischoff HLA Era. Ah, yes. The genre. That's that's how we, don't, that's how don't let me, we don't measure forget. all the eras. We got the Attitude. We got Hulk Hogan, the Golden Era, and then the Attitude Era, and then the H- HLA. HLA I mean, in some 13-year-old minds, that kind of was an I era. I call it the Hildegard Era. World's biggest lesbian. Yeah. Not the world's biggest lesbian. Anyways, uh, let's get into some news today before we yep. b- bury ourselves too deep with our Jim Ross impersonations. Oh no, it's the B, like it's a it's an AEW review show. I'm sure we'll we'll get that in there. Oh, dude, Jim Ross was on fire last night, but we'll get into that later. Uh, let's kick it off uh, with some New Japan news. Of course, this last weekend, you and I did the post show for New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion, and uh, Evil is the new double champ. If you didn't hear, now you know. And uh, a lot of people are were pretty uh, up in arms about this. I think a lot of Some people, people were screaming their tits out. Well, like, like Hiromu. Well, Hiromu, I mean, he was just Honestly, very emotional. Yeah. They, you know, evil like hurt Hiromu's dad. I think is the storyline, right? And he was like, "You hurt my dad. Now I got to go after you." Right? No. I mean, if you count Hiromu's dad as Naito, then yeah, I guess. Well, he's like his like his Lij dad. I mean, he is the leader of Lij, so I would. You it's know, like in there, um, there would be some patriarchal factor to this. You're his not wrestling wrong about dad that. or something. But anyways, uh, there was. I, I consider them like a brother, brother mentality, little brother, big brother mentality. Okay. More so. Well, yeah. I mean, some would say the Big Brother program provides mentorship for. Ch- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, on the day after on Monday announced lineups for next week's New Japan Road event prelude to Sengoku Lord on July July 25th in Nagoya, Japan. Uh, New Japan Road will be held Monday, July 20th at Gurikin Hall. Uh, Attendance will be limited. Kura-Kuen, actually. I think that's what it's called. Okay, Kura-Kuen Hall. There we go. Attendance will be limited, just like the other shows were. Uh, The shows will be headlined by a six-man tag team match. I am looking forward to that. Bullet Club members, Evil and Dick Togo. Dick Togo making his in-ring New Japan return debut. Did he wrestle in New Japan before at some point? Probably, I guess. Um, But making his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling as the newest member of the Bullet Club. At least debuting as the newest member of the Bullet Club. Uh, They are teaming with Taiji Ishimori versus Tetsuya Naito, Hiromu Takahashi, and Bushi. Uh, I wonder how... I wonder what Naito, like his reaction to this entire thing is going to be like, is he just going to, if he just, he needs to, there needs to be an actual change with Naito with this to happen. Cause if it's, if it's just Naito being Naito fresh off this, like I know mountable loss, like I think that just, he just comes off as like a, like, an, like a really big geek. What if a, a bigger geek than he already has Naito you know, goes, losing that title. Naito goes to WWE. What if that happens? I mean the main. No, I don't want that to happen. The main, the main spiel about the fact, the main reason. Well, this is based on Dave's assessment. Uncle Dave's, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletters assessment is that Naito's just beaten up. Like yeah. he physically, they, he they New Japan just does not have faith in Naito having a meaningful title run because his body will just not catch up to. Will just catch up to him, and like 
for the most part, they they could be right. But I kind of foresaw that as an opportunity to what I thought they were kind of going for with the match against evil, which was a bit heavier on the storytelling, a bit less reliance on the moves like, you know. Well, did you see um... but like book something a little bit more like, you know, a little bit more creative than your usual New Japan, you know strong style just like work rate like look up the wazoo and i i guess that's just not the direction they new japan wanted out of their champion and they just wanted to get this whole naito win naito two belts out of their system well and now we have uh hold on are we recording all right that was a very good bit sorry <laughs> that I saw no no there. i know there was, <laughs> no, was uh cool. i heard some voices in my hallway and i thought i was home alone Oh, okay. Um, Randy Orton, you, your voice is in your head. Could be, could be. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. I yesterday I just noticed that New Japan World posted the English commentary for uh, Dominion, so I went back and rewatched the main event uh, with Kevin Kelly and. Oh, how was Gino? Uh, no, there was no Gino. He he, they he, he should have been. This I, is I, a resounding victory. I, for... When I was watching, I kind of skipped through the match because I was going to watch the whole match. It was long. It's 38 minutes long. Yeah, and it's there. It's kind of uneventful. But for I mean, New Japan match, I mean, if you compare it to a WWE match, it's a fucking great match. But uh, with it's Rocky eh. Romero. I mean, eh. comparatively to a lot of other matches I've seen in WWE, um, it's I'll better. say this match isn't as this match. There, are, I can say there's like a, a like more than 10 WWE matches that I can think of that were better than Naito versus Evil. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah no. The, yeah, you're right. I guess there are 10 WWE matches. Uh, are you saying you're going to do a list and do a video? All right. So, uh, Michael Vergara's top 10 WWE matches better than Night Now. I'm sure there are. Like, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm sure there are. And uh, you, should, you guys should tweet Michael if you want that video. Let him know. Anyways, uh, but yeah. Twitter handle, so let him first know. Off, first off, uh, Naito. Um, God, I lost track. I lost tra- train of thought now. Uh, no, Naito uh, taking the belt. See, we messed up last week, and we said Naito. That was his first title defense at Dominion, but it wasn't. No, Kenta. We, Kenta. Yeah, he beat Kenta. Uh, Every, like everybody ago. does. Yeah, we... <laughs> But it's just it's it's weird, you know, the whole New Japan, but we the whole Bullet Club thing. But we talked about that. If you want to listen to that the whole discussion yeah. we had, go listen to our New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion post show. My opinion still stands. But going back to the upcoming shows, uh, the semi main event will feature Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Master Wato, and Yuji Nagata versus Taiji, Zack Sabre Jr., the newly crowned IWGP Tag Team Champions, Yoshinobu Kanemura. And Minoru Suzuki, who Suzuki is making his return. Got better. Yeah, he um, maybe he didn't have coronavirus. I don't think he had coronavirus. So nah, he just got he just got the sniffles. Yeah, he's just that towel on his. He he really did use the towel on his head to you know make what, him I, feel better. I, I just I, I I would hope they just he found like an open casino and like just went on a bender for a couple of days, like a fun bender, and was like, you know what, I'm just I you know I don't think I don't think going out and about in bars and you know, casinos. Is he exactly closed. The he most, bought the casino, so he it's not about it. the most he healthy, conscious. It. So okay. Suzuki all right. Goon all partied in an empty casino, and he was too hungover because that's Minoru. That's how he parties. You work hard. You play hard. 
I don't think he's the type. He's the casino going type. I think he's the. Have I mean, the bender, him? the bender thing. I think I can. I can. I'll. I'll meet you halfway with. But have you seen I, him like outside of New Japan where he's just got his fedora, yeah, just his fedora on? Yeah, walking down New York City, like walking down like Times Square, just like all badass. Like he does that all I mean, the time. I I wouldn't doubt it. No. Uh, but yeah, Suzuki Goon versus, like I said, the team of Kotobushi, Master Wato, Tanahashi, and Yuji Nagata. Now, this will also reunite the Nagata Suzuki match from the opening round of the New Japan Cup. The, oh yeah, they had a pretty good match. It was the old men beating the crap out of each other. If you like that, go check it out. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Uh, also on the card, Kazuchika Okada will f- and Hiroki Goto will face Yajiro T- Takahashi and Gato because you know. Takahashi needs a tag team partner. Uh, Yujiro, Gato, and Ishimori's interference helped Evil win the title at Dominion, as you know. Uh, Shingo Takagi and Sonata will team against El Desperado and Duki. Desperado will challenge uh, Takagi for the never open weight at Sengoku Lord. So that'll be fun. Uh, So the full, uh... full lineup for that show, besides those couple matches, uh, there's Gabriel Kidd, uh, Taguchi, Honma, and Makabe versus Sho, Yoshihashi, Toriyano, and Tomohiro Ishii, Tenzan, uh, Satoshi Kojima versus Yota Tsushi, Yuya Yamura, and Yuya Yamura. So uh, New Japan will play this. It'll be July 20th, 5.30 a.m. Eastern, Monday morning. So Got it. So, 5.30 Monday. Oh, so that's 2.30 for us. Yeah, little, little, definitely not watching that live. Yeah, no, that's... It's it's a road show, you know. Yeah. So, But, uh, was it July 25th? Their uh, Sengoku Lord show in Nagoya. Uh, just like every other show, there will be attendance, but it will be limited. A double title match will headline the... Um, the show Evil versus Hiromu Takahashi. So we have the light heavyweight champion... Uh, he has a shot at being a triple champion here. What do yeah, you think? Um, this 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 is probably this is going to be a hot match in my. I think um, it's a match that Hiromu can lose, um, but I wouldn't put it past them to. Well, it's going to be for both championships now. Yeah, I, I'm, I get it that they don't want to do like only for the IC title because that might telegraph the finish a little bit more, but. Uh, yeah, no, that's sh- that should be a fun match. I Yeah. It's really it's really something that they're they're relying on Hiromu Takahashi to, you know, as a like as a stopgap for like Evil's title reign. Like Evil can just win this against Hiromu Takahashi, but then after that, like who do you think is next? Like I I don't think that Evil is going to head into like January 4th being champion. Yeah. So either. Oh, no, gonna... no. I, well, evil evil. Yeah, no, I, yeah, he is. I think so. You think evil's going to headline. Yeah. He's going to headline. Well, weren't they him? saying that they were going to give evil the big push this uh, this year? Like going into the year, that was their plan. So you so you buy him as a main eventer now? Uh, I don't buy it, but I mean, that's what they're going to do. It seems like why would they take the double title? Like think about the title reigns recently. Like IWGP uh, championship reigns. You had Okada, which was like the longest in history. You had Kenny Omega, which him and Okada had the best matches ever. Um, 
a Tanahashi. You know, these champions are like at another level. Oh yeah, level. Tanaha- that 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 illustrious title reign of Tanahashi well, where he won it and then got beaten by Jay White immediately. No, like how you forgot. I'm not and, talking about that one. I'm talking about the. I mean, he's had ones before that. You know, so like what I'm saying is just like I don't see evil at that level. But if they're gonna give him the push, you might as well just do it. Just like give him like everything you got behind him. If you want to do it, do it. But like, make me buy it. Like, don't sit there and be like, "Well, they, never mind." That's a horrible I salesman. Just, <laughs> you I know? just hope they just don't rely on um, sell your product. No, I just hope they don't rely on too much interference booking. I mean, they they hey, it got him it got him to where he is. Uh, um, well, it is bullet. Club. I see. You know, I see, yeah. That's the thing. That's just do. I don't think I. The main thing about this is that um. And again, I don't want to keep quoting Dave on this uh, on this uh, podcast, but he said that um, he said that they're they're booking a certain way that aren't yeah. it, it gets them to where they need to be without pleasing the audience because there's not much of an audience anyway. That's true. I mean, so they're taking these chances. They're taking these cha- these creative chances. Well, I mean, thinking, when you're only no, on- thinking they can go to point A to point B. When and you're only selling, you know, three, two to three thousand tickets a show, as opposed to five to six thousand, you they'll know, use it to their advantage. Yeah, They're people, gonna... it's going to sell out regardless. So you don't have to put on matches that are like Okada, Omega levels. I get it. You got to put. You but know, once you get full capacity back, then we'll. Yeah. That makes me think that like. May, like a, it makes me even more confident that Evil might just be a freaking a transitional champion at and, this point. Well, transitional <laughs> champion, what from one to another? Naito was a transitional champion at that point. You know, he's gonna Evil's gonna have defenses, and he's gonna have more title defenses than uh, Naito did with this title reign. And that's for damn really, sure. And that's really unfortunate, actually, because well, you would think you would ju- you would think that Naito would just hold on to this longer just by virtue of them running less shows. Like, oh, they didn't. Like he could just have this title and he'll have less title defenses, but it'll still be a long range just by virtue of, you know, the amount of days that he's held it. But yeah. Yeah. It's well. interesting. It's, you know, it's not exactly, they have made decisions. I, you know, I, I don't doubt Gato. You know what I mean? Like we always, I always have this like, Oh, what are they doing? What are they doing? But you know, their track record is just too clean for me to just. At least with recent it. years, you know, if you go looking years back, it was a little, I wasn't even that frustrated either, like of, of Evil getting the title. Like, yeah, dude, Evil is a hell of a performer. Let's fuck it, man. Let's let's try this out. Yeah, no, try it out. Like I said, I had you have this is a terrible it. this is a terrible comparison, but I was I had the same attitude when Jinder Mahal got the title. Like, granted, yeah. that was a terrible yeah, yeah. title reign, but no, I was like, fuck it, man, fuck it. <laughs> Those are these are both title reigns that we have reviewed, and we have they have been in the history. Of City Wrestling Radio. Yeah, I have some, we, I think a lot of people said it on record when Jinder Mahal won the titles. Like, fuck it, man. Let's see where this goes. And yeah. with New J- and this is up, but then this is, it's just like this, but it's New Japan. So, and me and me and the entire city of Oakland told them that was too far. Uh, uh, but like I said, Sengoku Lord Show, July 25th, Nagoya, attendance limited, double championship match. Uh, semi main event will be uh, Shingo Takage versus El Desperado. And also, let's see, uh, Okada, Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi, Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Master Wato, Tenzon, and all that. That whole match is happening again. 
uh, apparently. And uh, Taiji Ishimura Yu- versus Yuyu Yamura. Yano Yoto, Yota Tsushi versus and Gabriel Kidd. Uh, Tori Yano, like I said, Ty- and Tomohiro Ishii versus Satoshi Kojima. Togi Makabe, Tomo That's just, Those are just Akihonma. opening matches. Yeah. It's, they and, always do this. And Ryusuke Taguchi. Well, I mean, if you if you like these guys, go check it out. If you you know, if you want to see Togi Makabe in action, he will be in action on this show. Are you, always, not, yeah. are you not a Togi Makabe fan? Eh. Huh? Okay. More of a Satoshi Kojima. He's a former IWGP champion. Show him some respect. So is Jay White. That's right. I I yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I like Jay, Jay White. White. Yeah, I don't want to give this. I don't want to. I like Jay White. But like, where where do they go? You know, where do they go with him? Where do they go? I mean, he has to go to Japan first. That's true. And they apparently, their Japan is they're about to lift restrictions on travelers, like they to from entering Japan to entering Japan. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. They haven't been really specific to what's from specific countries i can't i can't imagine usa them accepting people from us but they're like uh, we're sorry tomatonga and tongalo you guys, Os- you guys well, are from osprey, florida so you guys are not coming there's a good chance that osprey can come back there's a good chance that jay white can come back yeah know? especially if you like if he lives in new zealand like where that where they handled covid like did they declare business. it like covid free in new zealand man like yeah that's mighty impressive like it's not completely eradicated but you know, there's like almost no new cases. Sauron, it's Sauron himself wiped out COVID. Yes, or that's, it was that's, that's that's a Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, New Zealand, hey, I get it. Anyways, uh, but New Japan Pro Wrestling, July 25th, uh, I believe, fucking what, 5:30, 2:30 a.m. our time. Yeah, I, know, I didn't get be, We're gonna we're gonna watch that live. Woo! Well, that's only five days. That's five days later, so that's like a Friday. That's like a Saturday morning, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Friday. Oh man, man, we'd be we'd be all up and up. We, man, if this was a regular year in Tokyo, and if the Olympics wouldn't be happening, we'd be having G one shows and everything. Well, the Olympics would be happening. Yeah, I know. That's so. that's what I said. If like the Olympics wouldn't be happening, like, they, well, I mean, we still got fall for G one, so they could still do a G one in the fall. They could still do G one. Oh. They could still. I mean, Japan's they're doing shows, so they're they doing shows. Fall. I mean, it's. Uh... It'll be different. There could be a I second mean, wave. I mean, they could start canceling shows again. You know what I mean? You know, with this, the, a lot of this COVID stuff. I mean, what's going to happen to original shows planned? You know, there's rumors of uh, WrestleMania not going to Hollywood this year because of it, because they owe Tampa. That's 2022. Oh, but they owe Tampa. Uh, oh, yeah. That they, is owe, 2021. they owe Tampa a WrestleMania. They want to keep the, uh, the governor of Florida in the fold, I guess. There's rumors I heard. Have so. that piece of work. Yep. Yeah. So uh, rumor has it that they're taking. So, you know, like I'm saying, it's just a lot going on with COVID and, uh, you know, like where, uh, where, where do we, where do we go with shows? So I don't know. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, shall we talk about Rusev? Miroslav. Uh, yeah, I believe that's what he goes Miro, but you know, he's still. Everyone's... He has a YouTube channel and he does. He plays Darksiders Genesis on he, Twitch stream. On his YouTube channel, he seems just like that guy who got laid off, who's just like, hey, guys, I'm eating cereal. and Like video- he's de- he is that guy. <laughs> I'm uh, eating cereal, and I'm playing video games today. You uh, think he's going to be a slam anniversary? Hey, babe, where are you going? Where are you- okay. Well, no. 
Oh my god. No. Did you watch that? Did you watch that up up down down video that I sent you? No, I didn't get a chance to see it. Oh my fucking god. So Oh oh the, oh oh with the Miz, yeah. Yes, so the Miz and the Miz is fighting for the up up down down championship in video. It's a it's a the up up down down championship. Um up up down down. It's a YouTube channel started by Xavier Woods in the New Day. Um and so they have this fictional title. Well, they have this title for up up down down championship. Fiction, it is not this, fictional. It is recognized have, by YouTube. Um, they have this they have this warring faction led by Tyler Breeze called Left Right Left Right, which is, you know, like an NWO WCW thing they got going on. And so Tyler Breeze is the up up down down champion. And so Miz is about to fight for that champion. They play this Power Rangers SNES game. And Miz just like he he gets super aggro during a game to a point where his wife Maurice just fucking goes inside the room and just lays it on him. Like yeah. you keep, you keep yelling your show while I'm doing my zoom meeting. My, and your dad outside is doing naked yoga. And, and like, and just Miz is just like, okay, you know, I, I, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm playing sorry, this I, game. I, I, it's I, for the, no, he's, and he says it really, this is for the championship. This is the finals. Yeah. This is for the championship. This is for the fun. And then Maurice, and then you hear Adam Cole, Cesaro, Xavier Woods, and Samoa Joe just losing their collective shit. It's, oh man, it's, up, up, down, down. I, I feel like I say this all the fucking time. Like, it's they shine a light on how much more legit entertaining WWE wrestlers are by themselves rather than being scripted and controlled like this. It's, oh, I call this talking smack effect, honestly. And I highly recommend watching it because the rest of the video is also amazing, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Tyler Breeze, dude. Rusev. Oh yes, Rusev. <laughs> Rusev, he, uh, he he's another YouTuber going. You know, we're still yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. off track. He uh, he has COVID. He has COVID nineteen to be specific. He says. Do you know a, when this was? Uh, this was he... Sunday. Sunday he posted okay. this video. So, so he still has it. He probably still has it. Yes, he says in his Twitch video. He says, "I am absolutely positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, he says, "I am absolutely one hundred percent super negative, incredibly positive," which was a. Play on words. It is. I say that every time somebody like text messages me. I tested negative for COVID, and I say nothing but positive thoughts from your end. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. Um, the one thing about this is that the news comes after after Lana was uh, talking about her parents both having COVID. So does this mean Lana has it at this point? Uh, I thought. She, I, I thought I heard that she did, but I couldn't find anything confirming yeah. that this morning. Yeah. Uh, she could be um, asymptomatic. I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, so her either her mom or her dad was in an ICU. With they, the well, current. they both were. Um, oh, like wow. The news comes, I see Lana. C.J. Perry wrote on, special, on social media that her mother and father have been battling the virus in recent weeks. In a new YouTube video, Lana said that her mother has been taking off oxygen and was breathing on her own now uh, and out That's of good. ICU. Her father is also recovering. So her mom was in ICU. Her father was just, I mean, he was hospitalized. Not just hospitalized, but uh, he was hospitalized. Though oh. in an update on Twitter... Um, Lana says, my mom is out of the hospital and at home resting. That's so good. she, she that also is, said, very good. she said her dad is doing better. He is going about, um, he's going on about 15 days right now. This is post a couple days ago. Uh, he couldn't get out of bed for about a week. Uh, last week he couldn't get out of bed and, uh, like he's not asymptomatic. Like my mother is what? I don't know. This whole post is all, I'm not going to read what she said, exactly what she said, but her father's home. 
uh, the Twitter post Good. is out there on her Twitter. So yeah, congratulations. Uh, I'll get I mean, better soon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, congratulations on the recovery. To her mom, yeah, hell yeah, congratulations on getting on kicking COVID's ass, oh, Lana's mom. News. Um, so another one was uh, that everyone was worried about last night was Tony Schiavone not being at AEW, but they did clear it up uh, going into his the show. test was late. There was actually a few people's tests who were late uh, because they were tested twice. Okay. So, and we had. Do you know uh, who? Do you know who that is, or? No. I know QT Marshall. Well, he's he, got it. He, te- he, he yeah, he has it. DDP. Um, some. He, I think there was a bridal shower that someone from the place that he lives, and then someone tested positive over there, and then they got it over there. <laughs> you know, I think uh, for any bridal shower, any um, oh, it was a bridal shower, or baby shower. It was a bridal show. Oh, I was gonna say for any baby shower, you shouldn't fight TDP because somebody just you got feel it. the bang. Feel the that's bang. the only thing I know yeah. about DDP. He just says that a bunch. Uh, yeah, but um, QT Marshall, I guess he was tested a few times. His wife had it for a bit. He had it, and uh, I learned that QT Marshall has a wife, which completely now is like okay. That whole story. Sure, why not? The, the whole storyline with the bunny is just like okay. No, I just, I, they kind of dropped that. I mean, they only dropped it because QT Marshall isn't around. Well, no, but. she's still she's still bringing out like signs on dark. It was like you know, get well, QT. Okay. And she's like blowing at kisses. So, have you been watching dark lately? Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. Not fully through every single. I mean, I skipped through some stuff, but you know, Will Hobbs is on the last couple episodes. So I had to watch Will Hobbs. Yeah. By the way, Cody, you need to sign Will Hobbs. If you don't, you're making a mistake. Anyways. Um. Yeah, and those it the night. It's not the only mistakes that Cody's been making throughout this entire well TNT Championship run. I, I'm gonna. We'll talk later about that. Uh, but yeah, Taz took uh, Tony Schiavone's place for the first half of commentary last night, followed by a uh, soaked Chris Jericho. But we'll talk more about that later. Oh, Chris Jericho, second half. Uh, and and other news. Boy, oh boy, your favorite women's WWF women's champion is in the news again, Michael. Who would that be, Corey? Tammy Sitch. Is it Sitch? Sunny. Stitch. 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 Tammy I don't Stitch. think she was ever champion. She wasn't she? Wasn't Sunny champion? She was never a wrestler, dude. I'm sure they put the. I know. She was a but, manager. Yeah, but it was the WWE in that era. They put that women's title on anybody. I'm willing to bet that Sunny was never champion. Okay. Uh, but uh, she was paroled uh, this past February. Uh, with one year prison after a one year prison sentence, though she currently is facing charges of two counts of violating um, a domestic restraining order, driving with a suspended license, and evading a police report or, or police officer. Uh, according to a report from PW Insider, the state of Pennsylvania has now filed a motion to have Stitch's parole revoked in light of the new charges. Now, when I first read that, I thought parole revoked, like they're going to let her off with something. Uh, but completely the opposite. You know, this was uh, having your parole revoked means you go back to jail. So, yeah. Not a great time to go to jail. Well, n- n- it's never a great time to go to jail, but in the world today, it's just. Oh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very much not. Um, especially when jails for letting people out because of the COVID virus running rampant through that. Um, but uh, that was as of yesterday, though this morning. There was an update that the state of Pennsylvania has issued a bench warrant authorizing the res- the arrest of WWE Hall of Famer 
Tammy Stitch. Uh, PW Insider confirmed this. The bench work comes one day after a motion has filed by Carbon County Court to revoke Stitch's February 2020 parole on Tuesday, July 14th. So um, the police are after Sonny. And I mean, I can't, I'm not going to make the no more sunny days joke. I mean, I've done it a few too many I mean, times you, on the show. You, I mean, you referenced it. You might as well at this point. Well, there's no more sunny days for Sonny. It's not even a joke anymore. It's just sad. You know, I, I, I whatever, you're going to do what you're going to do in your life. But, you know, now you, you're getting put in jail again. It's like, feel bad for her. Get help. I mean, I hope she gets the help she needs, you know? Yeah. You know, she's, uh, I don't know. You know, it, it's hard to talk about pe- people's personal lives and how they feel and what they want. But I mean, I just hope somebody doing this kind of stuff will eventually very, get the help very, they need. Yeah. 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 So do you have any comments on this, Michael? I mean, not really. This is just another chapter in the tumultuous book of one Tamulin stitch. It's uh, it's quite the unfortunate situation yeah. that she constantly just gets herself into. And it seems never ending. And I'm sure I will hear more from her from in, oh, the, yeah. in the ongoing future, to be yeah. honest with you. Moving on the national to the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, also known as NWA. Yeah. Uh, so uh, their uh, status well, with, uh, with recently ousted Dave Lagana. Well, yeah, he's a creative director. He's out of their company, but. While uh, while speaking to on Hannibal TV this past week, Raven was asked by the current situation of NWA uh, since uh, recent controversies have uh, been kind of close to NWA, as you said, with uh, Dave Lagana and um, Jim Cornette a few months prior. Uh, oh, God, that was this year. Jesus. Was it this year or was it the end of last year? It was this year. Oh, I'm going to say it was this year. When it's not, Whenever something just feels like it was last year. NWA Power. Yeah, I think it was January. Uh, but uh, Raven's quote when asked about the NWA, he says. Well, I quote the Raven. Nevermore. Uh, he says, I think Billy's shutting it down. From what I hear, he says, from the grapevine, I heard that Billy's not opening it back up. He's really disillusioned. So... I mean, I mean sucks. this is coming from this is coming from Raven, so we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll definitely get more out of that, but it's it's not without the it's not it is definitely within the realm of possibility of this thing just completely shutting down at this point. Considering yeah. well, you consider all the allegations. You consider you can't know, do live shows. You can't do live shows. Well, they weren't even really doing live shows to begin with. I mean, they could probably do some sort of show. Uh, you know, with some, but no, they were out of California, so no, no, they're not. They're not doing that. Um, but yeah, so another um, troubling issue with the NWA is the um, shockingly low uh, amount of money they are offering their talent to perform there. The uh, according to Fightful, former NWA star Ricky Starks, who you might have seen on N- or on AEW Dark. Uh, turned down an offer from the NWA for a thousand dollars a month. Boy, so gee, I wonder, I wonder what, what drove him to do that. Uh, uh, Zicky Dice, do you know Zicky Dice? He was the, I believe he was the Heritage Champion there. Uh, he, he's the Outlandish one. He trained at um, Seth Rollins Wrestling School. He's wrestled at APW a few times. He's actually he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of good work. I forgot what he does. God, 
forgot what he does, but he, I know he does like something really go with society and like his day job. Can't remember. But anyways, but he was offered only $250 a month to sign with NWA as a champion, you know, uh, but he passed on it, although he did accept it later after that to be asked for his release from the company. So um, best of luck in their future endeavors. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I mean, Zicky Dice. He's a he's a great wrestler. He's a great person, and I could see him doing some work. He's kind of like a, I think he's kind of like what he's a good wrestler plus the look of what Dolph Ziggler really wants to be. You know what I mean? Like that crazy like 1980s uh, leopard print fanny uh, packs. You know, seems kind of. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a look. It's just. Feel like it's getting kind of long, and it's that that kind of aesthetic is a bit long in the tooth, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, the NWA right now is in limbo because of that, and we will see what happens. Uh, will they return to um, YouTube or not? And they were even using YouTube as a way to get a show on national TV, weren't they? I, if I remember correctly. I mean, you're a wrestling promotion. I feel like that's just. That is just just your modus operandi at this point. Like yeah. your number one objective is to get a TV deal because that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's so if they didn't get the TV deal, it's at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, we didn't do it, guys. So I don't know. Uh, moving on to I think our final piece of news today, which is kind of a rumor killer. Um, yeah. uh, John Cena. You know? Do you know this guy, John Cena? Have you heard of him? Uh, I mean, I've heard of him. I've I've never seen him before, actually. Well, some would say nobody has actually really seen him. Um, he's a man of many different looks, and some are translucent. Uh, but many wrestling fans erupted earlier this week when talks of John Cena's contract were brought up on social media, saying that Dave Meltzer um, was claiming in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that John Cena's contract expired. Uh, but uh, this was uh, denounced by... Uh, Dave Meltzer saying he did not mention that and Cena's contract expiring, uh, talking anything about that. So, I mean, I don't know where the rumor came from, but uh, John Cena, I mean, he is somebody that has been noted to say that he would never wrestle for any other company ever again. So, like, not ever again, but I mean, after WWE, if he ever leaves to go to Hollywood... You're yeah. not going to see John Cena pop up in AEW. You're not going to see him pop up in New Japan. I mean, his loyalty is just etched in stone at this point. Like again, absolutely. I'm giving it a, I'm giving it one percent because there's no such thing as zero percent in in wrestling. But yeah. I would be really surprised if they haven't like if there hasn't been any preliminary measures of what to do John with John Cena's contract in the near future. Like they got to, they have to. Yeah. Oh, I mean he'll get signed to some sort of deal with WWE for sure. If his contract did expire, you know, not exactly, but then, but then I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say a legends contract. I feel like they would still be willing to pay up the, up the asshole for John Cena. That's if John Cena wants to. I mean, I think he wants to go to Hollywood as soon as he can, yeah. like as much as he can. And as you know, why, why not? I mean, you want to keep taking bumps for the rest of your life. I know I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, John Cena. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, get rid of those thoughts of John Cena versus Hiroshi Tanahashi because it ain't going to happen. Okay? All right, Michael? Yes, no, that match would never end anyway. They just Everybody would just be kicking out of their finishers. Yeah, it, w it would be a very long match. But 
Shall we move on to AEW, Michael? Yeah, Dynamite. Dated July 15th, 2020. Fight for the Fallen. God, AEW just keeps on fighting, dude. Like, why Never why stop fighting. Just... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's you what, ha- that's what you think, do in a wrestling I, I don't think you want to have a show that says, like, yeah, we're just chilling this week. Yeah, just, uh, let's just take, let's just let's get the load off. Here. AEW, take, take it easy. Up. Yeah. Um, everyone's wearing a mask this time. I thought that was like good to see. Like, okay, like the first maybe like hour or so, yeah. you see like all the row of people wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. And then you you see MJF and Wardlow not wearing masks. And well, I don't know, better man, than like, you. There's gimmicks, and then, then there's this. Like, I, I mean, I get it, but like as the show went on, I saw people just straight up removing their masks. Like, I don't. There's, I think, like Pineapple Pete was on was like wearing a mask and then you see it next time you see him he's not like uh, there's room for improvement there yeah um we have taz joining commentary replacing tony Giovanni, which we mentioned earlier where he missed his um not missed it his test came late so just hey yo i'm here i'm here for ae my test came my test came so have i <laughs> anyway first match of the nice. night cody versus sunny kiss for the tnt Champion. So I want to say this. I love how they doubled down on Sunny Kiss on this show. They because you know this last oh, week yeah. there that's kind was of the point. That's kind of the point of all these Cody matches. Well, what I'm saying is, I think this last week, and I'm not even talking about the match in general. I'm talking about the entrance. I think that they told Sunny Kiss, "Be yourself. Do exactly what you want." Because there of the altercation this week on Twitter with Cody Rhodes and that deranged homophobic fan. So saying something about, you know, using the F word about Sunny Kiss and, uh, you know, well, you know, not everybody does. And uh, Cody responding to it saying AEW is a place of openness and we accept everybody here. Yeah, He said he didn't want to signal boost it, but he did retweet that comment. He was like, well, you know, that's just... No. That's a, uh, that, that, that there was a bit of a strike sand effect on that regard, but I get what he was saying. But Sunny Kiss coming out with the cheerleaders and doing the whole dance, like oh yeah, no, uh, Sunny <laughs> Kiss enters with the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders, <laughs> aka the Jaguar Roar. I did want to say, <laughs> I love Taz and Jr. They're just like, yeah, this is really cool. I love it, and I'm like, I mean. You don't have to love it. I mean, whatever you do, you. But you hey, don't. hey, 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 hey! There was more. It was fabulous, Corey. It was. No, I loved it. But I'm saying you don't have to be like, oh my god, this is so great. You could be like, okay, whatever. You're doing your thing. I mean, what if they legitimately felt that way? It just. Uh, it was oh, a yeah, very good dance routine. That's great. It went on for a minute. <laughs> it did uh, not go for a minute. It was it felt like thirty seconds. Mm, that went on for a good minute, dude. Hey, hey! Honestly, I could have. I could have taken it. I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was great. great. I loved it. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, immediately into the match, Cody kicks Sonny onto the corner and suplex Sonny onto the rope. A disaster kick for a quick finish, but a kick out. Um, spinning forearm to Cody. Sonny shoves camera shoves the camera out of her face, sort, sort of healing it up here. But then as the match went on, you knew who the heel was in this match. Uh, we get shots of Tully Blanchard looking on. Uh, JR questions if he's looking at Cody or Sonny. Uh, Sonny does a matrix dodge, followed with a head scissors takedown. Sonny misses a split leg drop, but gets a crossroads for a two count. Sunny Kiss kicking out of crossroads. That's that's that is quite the statement right there. Yeah. Uh, Sunny goes for a 450 moonsault. Another kick out. Alabama slams Sunny on the outside. Drags Sunny to the ring. Goes for a pin, but Sunny gets her foot on the ropes. Cody gets frustrated at this point, and then he does a fucking vertebraker. Vertebraker. Like this is the you seen that like, it's basically that inverse pile driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hurricane would do, which I 
is a fucking dangerous ass move, but nonetheless, Sonny kicks out of it. Uh, he Sonny also kicks out of a superplex. All this playing into Cody's frustration. Uh, Sonny attempts a roll up, but gets a crossface from Cody. Sonny reaches the ropes with her legs. Cody then removes the top turnbuckle, but Sonny sends him onto said turnbuckle and mounts a comeback. Um, finish of the match, they exchange strikes, but Cody counters with the crossroads for the pin and the win. Uh, so I thought Sonny Kiss looked fucking great in this match. Yeah, they I really did too. put they put their, they put her t- toughness like way over, and it also it also planted the seeds of like a potential Cody. T- I mean. One of many tur- turns that were like yeah. teased throughout this entire match. It's um, yeah, for Co- Cody. Cody was healing up, playing yeah. Into, yeah, playing into the story that Cody is becoming a little bit more frustrated, more agitated. The more these matches wear on, um, you have our you, you see a bit of bit of dissension between him and Arn Anderson. Um, yeah, I thought this was oh Arn's going to eat a Arn's eating a crossroads eventually. He's eaten one of those yeah. one of these days. Uh, yeah, no, Sunny Kiss looked great in this match, and a lot of it was to do with uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Being Rhodes, very giving. Cody Rhodes was very giving in this match, and they got <coughs> everything right in this match. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Like, I'm not sitting here saying it was like a ten star match, but you know, it was, uh, it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Sunny Kiss looked really good. Yeah. Um... And then straight up into our next match, uh, FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. Say yeah. Lucha Brothers are dropped off by their two dads and Butcher and Blade, still in the it's still in FTR's truck. You mean the Bakers is who you're talking about, the Baker Boys? They should have. They should have just you know. They should have been like Trent's mom and just you know kissed him on the cheek on the way out. Yeah. Here you go, kids. Uh, have fun at the ha- have fun at the Halloween dance. Uh, Dax and Penta starts th- starts things off. Dax is having none of Penta's Saramieto hand bullshit, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Uh, Phoenix and Penta do this weird drop that sort of looks like an O'Connor roll, but a slam instead. Like it looked, there was there was there was clearly like a move here where, like Pentagon just called an audible, and then he just kind of miscommunicated with Phoenix in that regard. Um, but yeah, there, Excalibur meant. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of things uh, the Lucha Brothers were doing the last night that were a little. And then we get another shot of Tully Blanchard again with a face mask, uh, just scouting FTR again. Just another tease right here. Um, I think he was making just like, Tully making Tully Blanchard like a focal point for. I think he's just watching both show. matches here. I think he was just like, just enjoying the show, guys. Sorry. Yeah, he could just like honestly, like they just put the camera on him, like just for every everyone's reason. everyone's too close together in the back, and I I just want to sit out here by myself. There was a crater bow among like be above like. Tully Blanchard, like everybody was just separated for him. Yeah. Don't want to hurt Tully. Uh, powerplex to Pentagon, but gets the knees up. Phoenix goes for a splash, but Dax gets his gets his knees up as well. Wheeler and Penta fight on the apron, ending with a tope from Cash to Penta, but Phoenix does an escalera to a diving splash. Dax then removes Phoenix mask. Phoenix's mask, like it was really fast too, and like they immediately cut away from that when Phoenix's yeah. face gets almost shown. Yeah. And then Dax uh, rolls up Phoenix for the pin and the win. Um, I had a ton of expectations going into this match. I think a lot of people did. Um, I I was – those expectations weren't exactly met. It was still a great match. Yeah, I good. just think it's – these guys have a better match in them. Yeah. I don't think this is, I don't think this is the last time we're going to ever see FTR and Lucha Bros. And, that, and I think they're cognizant of that. They know, like, we're probably going to fight each other, like – like uh, like a number of times. So yeah. Let's so just, let's just get let's just get the feeling out process out of the way and see what 
what more we can do because we do have a story to tell here, which we will spill onto in the post match. What would you think of this? Yeah, match? this match, uh, the ending of this match. I mean, the match was good. It was okay. I mean, there was a lot of, like I said, spots by the uh, the, the Lucha Bros that were a little iffy and a little uh, questionable. But uh, at the end of the match, I, when I first saw the ending, I was kind of like, really? He went for the mask? But uh, the fact that they he just pulled it off quickly, it wasn't like this, I'm going to go for the mask and, and try to pull it off and, and, and slowly, methodically try to pull it off. No, it was like this quick rip the mask off, pin, win, done. Which I really enjoyed act, actually afterwards. So when I thought about it more... a little bit of Phoenix's face too, which is like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. You saw Phoenix's face. Yeah. Um, so I like the ending of the match at the end of the day because they also explain that in Lucha Libre rules in Mexico that this would be a disqualification. But this is not Mexico. This is not Lucha Libre rules. So this match is not a disqualification. And they were I always to get really like that touch in commentary that Excalibur does or whoever said that where it's it was probably Excalibur where they just educate you yeah. on, re- on like on wrestling outside of AEW. Well, like that, they didn't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. mention that. But then. They want to educate an audience in a broader sense of like wrestling beyond their company and to the casual fan and, and let people yeah. know a little bit more why you know like why is your your wrestling your wrestling fan friend freaking out right now like wait, what yeah. oh oh and oh and okay cool and that's always sort of what like Jr's role kind of has been be, ha, that's kind of what he's been kind of. Well, this was Excalibur. This was Excalibur yeah. talking about the Lucha. Yeah, League no, but then Jr. is the old guy who would question why certain things are going on in certain matches. And Excalibur is like the young millennial, just explaining why this is going on. I don't know why I'm doing a Jim Ross voice when I should be referring to Excalibur, but yeah. Uh, I am Excalibur, and I'm here to talk about the power rankings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, post match Bucks they super kick the two dads in Butcher and Blade and get the keys to the truck back. Kenny Omega brings a cooler of beer and offers them a beer. And um, Kenny Omega, he's like, okay, I'll, he, he gives he gives FTR like a can of mm-hmm. like two cans of cores. And then Kenny is like, okay, I'll make an exception. I'll drink this one. I'll drink one. I'll drink for you guys. But FTR, they flip Omega off and spill it on to his wonderful, wonderful hair. His curly locks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they just they get separated. Kenny gets mad, obviously, and um, they get separated by the Bucks as. FTR head into their trucks with their keys and right before we get to commercial the car doesn't start you could just see this awkward five seconds of just of just Dax like Dax Harwood just just like sitting on the passenger side as like cash wheeler he's just like it just won't start it just won't start I love uh, I love Jr. in this match too. Just bear, why why haven't the police uh, uh, confiscated that vehicle yet and returned that's it? That's right. They just to, to, reported to, to the FTR. Police. It's like thanks, Jr. Thanks for reminding he's, us wrestling is real. He's exactly right, though. He kind of proves my point, or he just kind of pokes holes on certain situations, yeah. not to the detriment, but then just to put a little sense of logic into this entire yeah, show. Definitely. So the, for the most part, yeah. Uh, Jericho has something to say. Uh, well, four, ring. four fifths of the inner circle are out there too. Oh yeah, he comes out with uh, proud and powerful and Hagar, Hagar and jugs of orange juice with Hagar. Jake Hagar. Jake Hagar, um, fresh off his suspension, I guess, two weeks. Oh, that, that didn't take long. Uh, he, he said he won the match against Orange oh, Cassidy. Right. Like the he he said though he won the match against Orange Cassidy and the ratings war. 
and says the 18 to 49 demographic is the demo and then he calls himself the demo god so this has been quite the, the the conversation topic going on in regards to AEW. You got Jericho tweeting about the 18 to 49 demographic. You got Tony Khan being on the defensive end, in my opinion, about the 18 to 49 demographic rating. What is what we, what is your take on this whole spiel? They're really concerned about the fucking ratings. This is my take on it. Is that AEW is way more concerned than we originally thought. They got more to lose. They do. No, absolutely. You know, WWE, if NXT doesn't do well, I mean, they got billions of dollars. So, yeah, what's, uh, you know, yeah, um, like it's I try to look at it. I try to look with, look at this with an open mind for the most part, like Tony, like, yeah, it's, it's there's no shame in being very showing a lot of pride for your work and saying this is what we do and this is what. This is the numbers that we provide. It's just on the backdrop of them losing, like more quote unquote losing in total viewers, yeah. and them to just make sure to hammer the fact that. And I think, and I think that kind of it kind of shows how much, how like they get how they react to like a bunch of people saying "ha ha," you lost NXT in total viewers when they they more. I can kind of see them wanting to inform people that hey, eighteen to forty nine is. They keep winning that that demographic, and that's the one that matters. That's the one yeah. that you know that that's the one where ad where ad revenues kind of put their put yeah. all their eggs in that basket. There's a thing about this though that's like, who are they talking to? Like, who are they talking to in this segment? Are they talking? They're to the, talking to the the Twitter reply guys. The Twitter reply the guy, the guy that says, "Well, WWE won another one for the good guys." When okay, okay, season. but. Who thinks that they're going to turn like change their mind? Like just because Chris Jericho goes out there, those same people are going to turn around and be like, "No, they're lying. They don't know what so, they're talking about." So Chris so, Jericho, that he it's a bit different for me with Chris Jericho because he's a heel, you know? Yeah. Like he's definitely playing this whole entire thing up in a like an absurd way possible. Like he's calling himself the demo god. Like I I am for Jinx that. himself by the way. You know, I like it's it it makes sense for Chris Jericho, but it's just I just thought it was really interesting to see Tony Khan like tweet about that as well. Yeah. You know, Um, but, you know, it's 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 a war. You know, there's these guys, they are competition. There's there's competition to this. Definitely. Definitely. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And, you know, you got to take you got to you got to lick your wounds and take your losses. You got to know when to win them and know when to quit them. I think yeah. that's the line of the song. Uh, Jericho, no, it's not. But Jericho denies Orange a rematch to "You Scared" chance from the crowd. They who were they those chose, people? Uh, just just people. There was a lot uh, of people there last night. Yeah, yeah. There. It almost I mean, seemed like an actual crowd. But then you know every other seat they're New Japaning it in Florida, which you know. <laughs> yeah, which they should have spread them out a little bit more, but whatever. Uh, they toast to Orange and his dead career. They toast a, you know, they toast a glass of orange or jugs of orange juice yeah. and to Orange Chasty to his dead career as Jer- as Jericho pours the juice down the floor. Uh, orange Chasty comes out to his painfully generic music, but I feel like that's kind of the point at this point. Yeah. Uh, and he just stares at him. Jericho says he can take those sunglasses and shove them straight to his ass. Orange Chasty then gives Jericho the thumbs up. Or like this, and then the thumbs down, and a pool of orange juice or water or orange colored water goes straight 
falls from the sky to Jericho, Hager, and Proud and Powerful. And let me tell you, man, Ortiz sells this like a bunch of books are being dumped yeah. on him. Yeah. He's Everybody the only yells, he's the only one selling it too. Like everyone else is just like, ah, oh. he's, he's doing just the, like, he's doing the Vince McMahon beer bath. He's yeah. he straight up just he just sells it like death. He's like, I'm getting I'm getting this moment. I'm getting this gif on. Yeah, Jericho yells out that this is a $7,000 jacket and then he wants a towel and then went and just and just for the cameras, he just wipes himself down and it was a, and Orange Cassidy's face is just draped all it's an Orange Cassidy towel. towel, yeah. That you can buy on AEWshop.com. Yeah, that's, they had to make sure they got that plug there. Yeah. What'd you think of this segment? That's fun. It, Very I, fun. I, I, they're I, continuing this Orange Cassidy program. Yeah. So, by uh, all intents and purposes, so I think they're gonna have something going on with. Um, I, everyone was keep talking about Mike Tyson coming back. He so, mentioned him again, so I don't. So I'm not gonna write that off. I don't see him having a match with Tyson, but in if, the corner, if Mike Tyson were to get involved and knock Jericho out, just like he did before, you know. Um, yeah. Then it was like, oh, he did it to me again. That bastard. I hate you, Mike Tyson. Grr. I mean, he's still not letting it, letting it go after 10 years. That that punch. Yeah. Yeah. Remembered around the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jericho gets interviewed by Alex Marvez. Jer- not Jericho. Jurassic Express gets interviewed by Alex Marvez. Marco Stunt laughs at Inner Circle getting juiced. <laughs> and Luchasaurus <laughs> says he's waited 65 million years to wrestle the elite which yeah. i guess damn that's a long wait jericho then wait joins commentary time. still juiced and juiced yeah. uh, as we get various replays of the previous segments which pisses him off even further i, I, I love it too because he's like he's trying to do jericho has two characters on aew he has commentator jericho and he has heel on tv screen jericho and those two were converging at it for a second because he was to switching me he's over. the golden standard of uh, of being a heel on commentary absolutely because at first he's like oh don't show that that's horrible oh that guy sucks but then he's like well he's a really good wrestler so you know he, like he's, he it's the amount of energy, the the obnoxious energy, and you compare this to like a Corey Graves, where it just feels just pandering at that point. Yeah. But then you feel like when when Corey Graves is when Corey Graves is like healing it up. You don't feel that it's Corey Graves. You feel that it's a, a script. You know what I mean? This is the thing that they gotta push forward. This is the yeah. agenda that they gotta push forward for yeah, yeah. Corey Graves to do. With Jericho, I legitimately believe everything that he's yeah. that, that that is on brand with himself. Like he adds because that's that's sort of AEW's mantra: let the musicians play their music and uh, and all that corporate spiel that they keep. Cody keeps telling me, <laughs> um, but yeah, I and especially and they have found like they have found like the ultimate the ultimate like niche not niche just like the chemistry but they they have found it with yeah. excalibur jr and um jericho totally. where oh, jim yeah. ross totally just plays it just plays off jericho's ridiculousness and then you have excalibur more or less just standing up to for himself a little bit to jericho's they were know. great last night because yeah. you know uh was it jericho's like i'm drenching oranges can you at least get me some gin or some vodka i need a uh, screwdriver and he's like we're gonna go drink me and jim i ross. got i got my people i got people for that and then excalibur's like can i come no yeah, it's, it's they great. were fantastic great, yeah. on this show, and it's that kind of just leaves Tony Schiavone. I just want to see, I just want to see the Christmas party at AEW. Yeah. Like how much fun? I mean, they, you've seen. I mean, there there are videos out there. Oh. Like you know, if well, you're, I want to be there. 
Yeah, like unlike unlike Adam Cole, where you just get cropped out. <laughs> we're open. Everywhere. We're open for an invite, Tony. Uh, Tony Khan. So if you want to invite yeah. us, anybody at CWR four and five, DM us. Yeah. Slide slide in. Jurassic Express versus the Elite. Oh. Uh, Kenny's hair is still wet from the beer bath. Lots of liquid, lots of liquid dousing in this show. You got oh. Kenny, like, and they mentioned it too. Like Kenny Omega, he got. Who would you rather get doused in, beer or orange juice? Orange juice. Or, like orange juice is probably the obvious answer. Yeah, because I guess they both are sticky at the end of the day, you know. And beer, yeah, but then the, the beer odor stinks, left yeah. from from rotten beer is it's not it's not pleasant. I hope he just I hope he you know just showered. Um, Kenny Omega, he's in shirt mode in the beginning of this match, so you know what type of match this, like this might. Well, Jericho well, Jericho know. explains it too. He's like, yeah. he's, he's wearing a shirt. That means he's not going at full strength. I yeah, uh, that's great. It was great. That's, it's it it's it's a bit too convenient to be honest with you. Like it's like Omega says, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna wear the shirt because he's facing Marco like, oh. Stunt." Yeah, um, and it was a sign of things to come that Kenny. Yeah. Uh, Kenny's he's, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, Nick and Jungle Boy start things off, and man, it's every time, every fucking time, Nick Jackson just works with it, literally anybody. I just want. Not to not to sell Matt short with all due respect, but then I want more Nick Jackson singles matches, dude. <laughs> did you see? Did you watch Being the Elite this week? I didn't. Actually. Uh, there there was a part where uh, like Matt Jack, they have a contract to sign for something. I can't remember what it was, but they get to it too late. Oh, it was Chili's. They wanted to sing this Chili song, Jesus and Christ, they're still doing that bit. But um, but but Matt just like randomly bladed. And they like it got all over the contract, and everyone hates Matt. And Nick's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going. Everybody wants a singles career. I'm going on a singles run. Okay, I'm doing this on my own. And Kenny Omega's like flipping him off. Yeah, so. that's it's. But he, man, like Nick Jackson gets slept on as a pure athlete. Yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah. I, but then I, but then a part of me just don't. I don't think so, mate. Like he, I kind of do feel like he gets the credit that he deserves as well yeah. because the Young Bucks are considered the best in the world now. That blah, blah, blah. Uh, we got Hangman Adam Page drinking at a bar, watching the match. More of him later. Marco I like and that Omega. you see the the lower third of unlicensed bartender Hangman Page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just an open bar. Like they just leave that shit in there. That's yeah, that's nice. Just, you know, that's it. Must be hey, it must be real Tony's. cool to have your own stadium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marco and Omega lock up, and Kenny just plays with them using those little girl matches in his DDT days to work. Didn't he have a match uh, with the blow up doll? No, that's Coda. Okay. I mean, sure. I'm sure. Ken, I'm sure Kenny did at one point, but uh, Omega then takes his shirt off, which means he's in serious mode, which you alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. Jericho's like, "Oh, he's in full strength mode." Uh, Jer- Jurassic <laughs> Express. Up. A, uh, Jurassic Express. They just do a bunch of cool ass moves. That oh my god, describe. Like they're just a bunch of her, a bunch of like lifting, lifting Marco Stunt up for the Hurricane Rana or Tornado. There was this spot where they both picked Marco Stunt up from outside of the ring by his hand, flipped him over the top rope. And then Marco did a Hurricane Rana to, I believe, Kenny Omega. Like it. What the fuck? Have you ever played Mortal Kombat 10? Uh, I believe I have it. Yes, there was a new ca- there's a there was a character in that game. I forget the name. I'm actually trying to look it up right now. Where there's a character where it's technically two people. Um, it's Farah and Tor. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's where you use where it's just a little person on the side of the shoulder of a bigger person, yeah. and that's how I feel like these. I feel like they've watched like Mortal Kombat combo videos of of just moves. Oh, of Ken- what Kenny doing. was like, Marco, come here. 
You know these two? Oh yeah, I know who they are. All right, yeah. so we're gonna do this match. Okay, cool, dude. That's that's exactly this, and it's and I love it every time. Yeah. Uh, Terminator Tope from Omega to everyone. Jim Ross breaks the commercial, but throughout the show, when they break the commercial, picture on picture, he always loses his shit over the fact that thirty prize packs are being given away. Thirty, like he alludes, like he he throws to Excalibur of how many prize packs are being given away, and is like Excalibur, how many prize packs? Uh, thirty. Thirty. It's pretty pretty big number. I mean, I would it's, say that. It's just shows. It's to, better. Like, how, it's better than twenty. Yeah. Top rope, Hurricane Rana from Jungle Boy. They give Jungle a crap ton here. Like yeah. It's, yeah. Luchasaurus kicks everybody, choke slams Nick. Uh, Paige is then we get a we get a shot of Paige then being joined by FTR in the oh, bar. What are they doing there? I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, this member was saying last week where I think they're going to have that six man tag, Kenny and the Bucks versus FTR and Hangman. So. Uh, Snapdragon from Omega to all three members, especially to Marco Stunt. Oh, my God. I don't know how Marco Stunt walked away from that one. Yeah. Uh, Jericho, and, and in doing so, like like Omega is really amping up his aggression to a point where Jericho just loves Omega now, calling him like, oh, Winnipeg's like it's just from one native Winnipeg, the way person from Winnipeg to man, another. The man from Winnipeg, yeah! And just further. Uh, and like, that, that just that shows further, you. Yeah, further alluding the, the, the heel the, the turn of Omega, Kenny Omega. Marco does a Hurricane Rana to Omega, assisted by Lucha and Jungle. Extinction event to Omega, which is a draping DDT. Um, Buck stopped the pin. T- triple Dragon Driver 98 to Lucha. Kick out. Hurricane Rana from Jungle to Nick. Then a 450 from Stunt, all on Nick, to count. And then Marco Stunt, he gets on the shoulders of Luchasaurus, and he does a fucking destroyer to nick jackson or matt i forget um one of them yeah one of them and god they're just trying to find ways to like top each other just out destroyer each other each week by week and i don't know how much they can do that um omega does a snapdragon to stunt again almost kills him luchasaurus um well he's about kenny is about to do a v trigger to marco stunt but then luchasaurus he just grabs marco stunt and puts his face right in front of stunt it's like i'll take the bullet i'll take the bullet marco yeah, and yeah. he gets v triggered and then omega does another v trigger to marco stunt anyway uh stunt escapes a one-winged angel attempt for a roll-up but gets a knee anyway Gets the one-winged angel for the pin and the win. This match was insane. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, 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 really like this match. I think match of the, uh, night. Match of the week, arguably. I think uh, you're not giving enough credit to uh, Luchasaurus in this match because him and the, him and anybody in this match was great. And I really want to see him versus Kenny Omega one on one. And I think we're going to get that soon. Oh, uh, the, and that they gotta, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. just because Luchasaurus is incredible, and every time I see him, I just remember him doing push-ups on stairs. <laughs> can all. he do the one? Can he do the one-winged angel on Luchasaurus? I don't know, but that was that was another thing about that this match. That would be really dangerous. That was another thing about this match is that when Marco was put in the one-winged angel, like he, I don't want to say like because he was so small, he just didn't seem like he actually like was able to like bend him down right. So I, I kind of want to see Marco Stunt versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> You know, I mean, well, I mean, you saw a preview of it. and uh, But no, uh, Luchasaurus is great. Jungle Boy's great. The Bucks are great. Omega's great. Marco Stunt's great. I mean, they're all... This match was great. They all I have mean, their um, their spots they hit, and they all have their different styles, but they're great at it, so... Yeah. I, You know, like, coming in, going into this week, you showed me, like, 
give that eight out of ten. I would I, I would have expected FTR versus Lucha Bros to be the match, like the guarantee the best match of that night. But these yeah. guys, they they really they I should I should not be surprised at this point. Yeah. The amount of like, you know, the Ward MGF Wardlow Jurassic Express match that was awesome. Like. Like they got they got it going now. Dress Express really got it going. They really kind of hit their stride as a team. And like as it just identity. it, it kind of sucks because that tag team division is so loaded right now that you know Jurassic Express even if they they're a trios team. But I mean even if they caught a well just say just Jungle Boy or and Luchasaurus or if they you know New Day rule it which is I'm going to change the Freebird rule officially to the New Day rule sure. um, is that. Um, you know, even if they do that, like there is a story they have in place for the tag titles right now, and it yeah. involves FTR, it involves the Bucks, it doesn't involve uh, Lucha. Ex- God damn it, Lucha Bros. <laughs> no, not uh, it Jurassic Express. Dude, Jericho <laughs> made the same ex- exact mistake. Uh, it's Luchasaurus. He ruins it for everybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, he. Uh, it, it's just I don't see them having a title shot anytime soon, unfortunately, which I would really love. Um, but they're like, you know, I don't know. I just don't see it right now. Um, Post match, Kenny he has a will, dead eye stare, fresh off the pin, and then he goes to the camera, and then he just says, "It feels good. It just feels good." And he go he mounts on uh, Marco stunt and just fucking pummels him with with constant punches, punch, bunch of rights. Bunch well, there was rights. um there was a spot before that where he's on top of Marco stunt and he's just like patting his chest. He's like like kind yeah. of shaking his hand. And like, is it? He's just and I was like, what's Kenny doing? He was kind of giving a thumbs up to both uh, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like you said, he started pummeling Marco stunt and and. I will be the first one to say it would be a mistake to turn Kenny Omega heel. Uh, watching this, fucking turn Kenny Omega heel, because this just seemed like a breath of goddamn fresh yeah, air on yeah, this. Because like, because I totally, totally forget how fucking that and that and that's the thing with crowds. Like, if you turn Kenny Omega heel, it depends oh, on who you hate turn. Him. Oh no, 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 no! If he did this to Marco Stunt with on a crowd. He would be the most hated person in the building. But then if you put over how heelish and it's that new Japan conundrum too, where it's if if you do a really good job being a heel and not even new Japan conundrum, just wrestling in general, when you're that good of a heel, you're just going to be loved, beloved anyway. And if you see the certain side of Kenny Omega, like he looked fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, being this, the, having this glassy eyed stare, like, Glassy also, eyed just beating up on Marco Stunt. Also, going back to being the elite this week, uh, you know, there was a running storyline of Kenny Omega trying to kill Colt Cabana. And, uh, you know, apparently the Bucks indicated that Kenny's uh, in- internet history has been saying uh, the cleaner. <laughs> You know, has been has been researching words like the cleaner and he registered those trademarks and he bought some like uh, some aviators on Amazon and a a trench coat. So we could be seeing the uh, return of the cleaner here. Yeah. um, You know, uh, say what you will about like, I kind of hope it would be a little bit more nuanced and like less one note than that, because the cleaner can you I think a lot of people look at the cleaner. The reason why people love that cleaner character is because it lasted like two like two months tops. Yeah. 
because if he well, did he was that, he was known as if a he did that man. if he had that broom a bit more that would have defined he knew oh. ahead that would have defined his career forever oh. and yeah he still has the broom like in certain spots yeah like the barbed wire broom and all that stuff well no what i'm saying is like if he even if he was just called because for a while he was called the cleaner and he wasn't coming out with a broom he was kenny omega the cleaner you know but he uh, wasn't yeah. there but you're Back right when he had trunks too, yeah, is, that was when he was a cleaner. I'm talking about later, you know, when he got pushed up to the main event scene. He was still known yeah. as the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Yeah, and you know, with this, with this, you know, I'm like, I'll just say it right now, with this possible turn, to Page and uh, the, the days of Page and Omega being tag team champions are super numbered because you know what? It made- there's not a lot of there's there's a there's a there is time there is time to like really kind of draw this out. Yeah, but you're beginning to see the horizon on this. Yeah. Like this is it, it's a really interesting direction they're taking with FTR kind of like legitimately getting into the head of Kenny Omega pouring beer on his head and then buddying up with Paige like it's just, I I'm ultra excited. So one thing that also indicated to me is that I think the entire elite is turning heel. I think the Bucks are going to turn You know, heel. I think I think that's, the Bucks are turning sort heel. of interesting. I think because well hold on because I think Bucks I think Bucks and Paige are going to be the ones to still face. Because Kenny's turning heel. Cody's going to turn heel, and now the Bucks. The Bucks are with Kenny and Cody. Um, FTR is with Hangman, and Hangman's just going to be like, "No, I'm not turning heel." And you're going to find out that FTR is actually the faces in the storyline. I mean, yeah. Every well, that's the thing. Everything is sort of shades of gray in this entire, you know, in this t- entire arena yeah. right now. Like FTR yeah, has the reasons why they spilled the beer on Kenny Omega because they spilled there because kenny spilled the beer last last uh last week yeah and well i like i like cody has his reasons to be frustrated because he's just he just has that like self-doubt in him well think about his one loss in AEW. what no uh cody that was against jericho i mean his mjf no in 2020 or just i thought he had a 11 and 1 record overall or is that just this year i mean Cody lost to MJF. Yeah. And, and he lost Jericho yeah. too, right? He lost Jericho in full gear, but then that's that's okay. part of the 2019 records. Okay. They reset every year, which is still weird to me. Yeah. Well, the MJF I mean, one was... Makes yeah. sense. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, interesting things Interesting things are abound for one Kenneth Omega. Yeah. Alex Marvez interviews Hikaru Shida. Alex says four out of the top... Oh, out of the five top... I wrote this weird. Alex says four out of the five top of the women can't compete uh, due to various reasons. Um, you got Britt Baker being, you know, injured. You got Chris Stantlander injured, swole, immunocompromised. She, she, Nyla was, Rose. she was she was not allowed there. They, well, Nyla Rose was the one that actually like she's probably the the one, yeah, the number one contender going into this, and they they're depleted. They are super depleted. But Sheeta opens issues an open challenge. They let her talk. I didn't. I didn't transcribe it, but she said, you know, Sheeta? she said, she's, yeah, Sheeta. She did. She talked. Yeah, she spoke in English. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. It, it, I she, thought you it, were it saying get, well, it didn't get. No, it didn't get subtitled. What I said. She what she said. A full promo. What she said is, um, she goes, uh, the four out of the five women aren't able to compete. So, so Alex says that because of that because of the four or five women can't compete uh she goes i i it doesn't have to be someone in the top five but the number one contender is fucking there 
Like, why yeah. is she avoiding the number one contender who's She's right there? She's not avoiding it. She's issuing an open challenge. It's just that... To anyone Nyla but... Rose... Uh, anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Here's the thing. Here's Excuse me, Nyla. Known... Excuse me, Nyla. Anybody? In UFC, like, the number two person or the number one person isn't necessarily fighting yeah. for the title. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, they gotta, they gotta, like, you, there's a there's there's a line. You gotta yeah. wait. Yeah, Nyla I, Rose, I agree. she lost. You gotta wait a little bit. I agree. Well, she's number one contender, so bit. she doesn't really have to wait. But they are holding it out because, yes, it's there an... are different ways to earn title shots. I agree. No. No. Um, yeah, issues an open challenge. Moxley got a haircut. He does an insert promo. He's wearing a Danny Havoc shirt. It's a great uh, shirt, who by the way. tragically passed away uh, not yeah. too long ago. Proceeds of that shirt goes to his family and estates. I'm sure you can find it on Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Tees, Tees or whenever nice Pro Wrestling shirts are sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says he's going to send Cage into a hospital. It's a Moxley promo. He says stuff. He says it's not a. He hasn't been. You know, he has. It hasn't been a good couple of weeks for him for obvious reasons. And yeah. There's well, that. he back, he was saying something about how he says, he goes, Taz says I can't lock in the paradigm shift because Brian Cage is too too big. Well, I don't have to put him in the paradigm shift. Maybe I'll, you know, your bicep's a little messed up. Maybe I'll just rip that bicep clean off the like arm. It'd be a shame if someone tore it. Let me just chew my gum for a second. Ride my bike through the desert. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, as I talk about life, as I talk about life, going all over here. Yeah. Uh, we get more replays. Of, we get more replays of Jericho getting juiced because, according to no, Excalibur, because <laughs> there was a really, really great line from Excalibur. It says, "Well, there's one thing that kids 18 to 49 love, and it's more replays of Jericho." <laughs> more yeah, they love replays. No, not those replays. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great. It's great. Um, Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy Rhodes that versus Kenzie Page versus and. MJ Jenkins. She's a, she, MJ Jenkins from NXT. She's recently let go from NXT. Well, sure. No, I yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, Nightmare Sisters are three and on AEW Dark. Got uh, on them. Mostly Brandy due to kicks, Allie too. Yeah. Uh, Brandy kicks everyone. Sling blades. Page. Brandy does a spear. Allie bulldogs Jenkins. Then she does an el- uh, then she does an elbow inverted DDT for the pin and win for the Nightmare Sisters. Yeah, it was a match. Um, oh, yeah. It was it was exactly as long as it needed to be. Yeah. Um, not much to write about other than Nightmare Sisters. Allie and Brandy Rose. They they didn't look terrible. Like they actually they looked pretty well seasoned for the. And Brandy, uh, um, Brandy. Can you like hear the Can you hear the Blue Jay in the background? That those fucking Blue Jays. No. Okay. All right. Just a fair warning to everybody. I feel like we've just we've delved into the mind of Michael right here, and there's like this constant like fight you have with these Blue Jays, and you're just like. Got it. Oh, there they are. Yeah, you heard it? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, the Nightmare Sisters. Brandy's actually into the tag team now. At first, she was pretty reluctant. Now, she seems like she's all for it. Yeah, there was a, there was so, a moment. Oh, I forgot. This is Dustin Rhodes. God damn it. Blue that's Jays. fine. Um, Dustin Rhodes. He uh, he raises the hand of Brandy Rhodes first. And then Allie's like, how about me? How about me? Yeah. And then, you know, Dustin Rhodes, he gave credit where credit's due and raised the hand of Allie. Well, she keeps and, and she keeps doing that like that sliding hand chop underneath like uh, Dustin used to do. That's so, true. That so. is true. I completely forgot. About that. Um, I don't know where this is um, going. Um, I, I I don't know if this still is time. I guess. No, no. The, I'm, the but, women's division is butcher and the blade. Is she still with butcher and the blade? Because in her entrance video, there is a little bunny symbol. So nobody's I mean, pointing that out. That's just a look. You know? It could be. I is are is she still trying to for some reason take them out of the division so the butcher and the blade could take them out? It, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah. We have to wait because QT has coronavirus. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Get well, get, get well soon. Get well soon, QT, and, and family. And family. Uh, then after that, Nyla Rose is interviewed by Dasha. Dasha wants to know who Nyla Rose has hired as the manager. Um, it's Vicky Guerrero. Uh, she comes out <laughs> to a fucking fire ass theme song where it's like a it's a dubstep version of excuse, like of her of her catchphrase excuse me which apparently now she can say it um, well you know what's funny is that before when nyla comes out they start playing the vicky guerrero theme and then they stop real quick they're like oh shit and turn it down and then they play nyla's theme song so i was like whose theme was yeah. that and then yeah. yeah you're right vicky guerrero comes out with the excuse me quote uh, yeah and- um I fucking love the theme song so much. In fact, I think it's the best part of this entire entire thing. I hear like, did you hear Karen chants? Because no. to me, Vicky Guerrero is the ultimate yeah. wrestling oh, yeah. Karen. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. It's like, and then oh. there's so much you can do that you can you can do so much to do. You can do so much more with this. I don't think they should go with the whole cougar thing because that's exactly what says what it says in the Titan Tron. Like she is well, Karen. I think a lot of really, Karens think they are cougars. That's the thing. A lot yeah. of Karens and so think that they're like they're hot shit. That is true, but then I think you can do a lot more with this whole Karen motif. Like I would like to see the manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think that'll manager. come. That'll come. That yeah, I think I think you know she's gonna say she's gonna you know like do some political yeah. politicizing. Yeah. Um, Vicky says not enough women in AEW are willing to lie and cheat to get ahead. In reference to the late great Eddie G. Um, I'm just surprised it, they weren't like, oh, Nyla Rose's role model was Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> it's like every wrestling. Her father show. was Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, uh, I'm willing to give this a chance. Uh, say what you will about Vicky Guerrero. And there's a lot you can say about Vicky Guerrero in terms of politics. Yeah. And, Do you um, see the rest of the Guerrero family coming to AEW now? Uh, Chavo. Chavo. Yeah. Oh, is it uh, Saul Guerrero? And, and you know, her husband. I think Saul, I think Shaw uh, retired. And well, her husband, Aiden English. Aiden Engl- yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, I can if, definitely see that. Um, so, but we'll see. It's It's been way past. This, I am super willing to give this a chance. Yeah. Like I said before, say what you will about Vicky Guerrero. She definitely brings a lot to the table. And Nyla Rose is coming into her own uh, match wise. You think Nyla Rose needs a manager? Does she need one? No. But can she benefit from one? We'll see. You know, I, I, I do I like the idea? I don't like the idea of Vicky Guerrero. I think it's like kind of an off pairing. Like I think she needs somebody like a Taz. You know what I mean? Like somebody that's just super cutthroat. With Vicky Guerrero, it's more but I, like. But then, do you think just because Vicky Guerrero is a heel and is a woman, it, it just makes sense for her to be this, to be in this division? I guess it does make sense. Yeah, does, she she could take more. She could like get involved in the matches more often too. And you got the name also. Yeah, name kind of you kind of have to you kind of have to factor into that. And you need actual heat, like heel heat. Yeah. And yeah, ain't no ain't no better heat than from Mrs. Latina Latina Heat herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's again another you can you can poke a lot of holes into the signing of Vicky Guerrero because like word has gone out there like she she she's not the only problematic person in AEW like right, you, right, you right. know her stance on immigration i.e. there should be no immigration in the United States yeah, well. and uh, not to get too political in there but we do have next week we got a we got an Evil Lee's match against Diamante 
which you know. Now, who is Ivelisse? Ivelisse is she's from Lucha Underground. Okay. Um, the name she sounds wrestled there for a little bit. She wrestled in the Mae Young Classic a little bit, I think. Because all I saw was a picture of two young ladies with bandanas over their faces are fighting. Yeah, one's other. red and one's blue. Player one and player two. It's like it's like it's like again another Mortal Kombat reference. Bloods Katana, versus and, Katana and Jade or Molina. Yeah. Um, M- uh, yeah Mia Yim. Mia Yim comes out with a purple bandana. She's also another problematic signing for AEW. Let's just say that. Uh, her views on mental health is very, very unconventional, i.e. terrible. She doesn't think depression is real. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so you got to – Tony Khan, like you're, you well, or your I mean, scouting talents. Gotta, at the same time – You don't know whether or not she's signed or not, but I, it's I'm, out there. I'm not going to sit here and defend anybody for having those, those things being said because I don't agree with that at all. But what I'm saying is like when you're going to run a company, let's just say like you can't just be like, well, everyone has to believe the exact same things I believe. You know? That's the, and that's sort of a blessing and a curse. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, a curse. Yeah. You know, they want to hire everyone; they'll hire everyone. Yep. And uh, that's one of the you know they'll. It's one of the ten matches announced for next week. Jesus Christ! I don't have it on me actually. There's but, a lot of matches. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Diamante, Evilise, they look. Ex- they look Butcher and the Blade versus the Young Bucks, I think. Yeah, uh, no, at uh, Hangman Adam Page versus number five, Random. number five, number five. That should be his theme song, by the way. They should, yeah. they should, they should pay for the royalty for that. The oh called. yeah, no, it can't be that expensive. <laughs> it's just a Beatles song. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Taz pre-match promo says while Mox was quarantining with his wifey, Cage was killing dudes. Yeah, all two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was killing dudes. Um, I mean he didn't kill anybody, but he beat him up. No one, very. No one's dead. You yeah. would hear that in the news that Brian Cage just killed a man. <laughs> Main event time. Brian Cage versus John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Yeah. Uh, long awaited. You know, this was. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they brawl immediately as the bell rings. Cage does curls using Mox's body and tosses him aside. Mox focuses on the arms, mentioning the torn bicep Cage had surgically repaired. So. Arm bars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They brawl to the outside. Cage Germans mocks onto the angled steel barricade draped to the ring. During the commercial, Mox is thrown off the barricade one more time. Mox is suplexed onto a steel chair. Cage misses a moonsault. Mox gets a comeback. He's his face. Mox dodges a discus lariat, does a paradigm shift that, ca- that Cage kicks out of. So Because he's too big. He's Moxley, so big. he can take the paradigm shift because he's so big. Not even Jericho has kicked out of it. Uh, Jericho. That's the movie he beat me with. Yeah. Uh, super. Uh, he's willing to admit that. That's commentator Jericho. Jericho. That's commentator Jericho. That's commentator Jericho. Uh, superplex into a Kimura from uh, Mox, but Cage powerbombs Mox onto the turnbuckle. Deadlift suplex from the second rope from Cage. Mox attempts another armbar, but Cage has his arms locked. Mox plays with his fingers and eventually gets the armbar. Uh, Mox switches to the other arm, flips off Taz, and then Taz throws in the towel. I really liked this match. Yeah. I really, really liked this match. And it was also like a really cool finish. Um, it kind of, again, it's one of those creative, unconventional finishes that not a lot, not everybody's going to like. But it's it it's a good, cool, creative way to protect Cage. You know, t- uh, Taz, he said, like, and commentators really hammered this home that, like, Taz just wants to protect the investment, his investment with Brian Cage, because he did have that bicep, yeah. you know, sur- really did sur- get surgically repaired. It, it, it delayed his debut. And yeah. so well, they just want to live to fight another day. Did you see the tweet he posted this morning? 
What? Uh, Taz uh, says, and I quote, Some of you do understand why I did what I did during the AEW world title match between hashtag or at John Moxley versus at Mr. Whatever his fucking handle is. uh, Brian Cage. But for those who are mad about it, understand this. I will do the exact same thing if I was put in the, the same situation again. Hashtag unquote. Eight. Yeah. Unquote. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he said that. And I also, uh, the one thing I don't agree with is they should have waited to put that FTW title on Ryan Cage. They should have waited till this next week. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's just like he didn't win the title, but I'm giving him a title anyway. Yeah, because now it's like, okay, he lost. So now how can we respect this title if he just lost the match? But yet he's, you know, like, I don't know. To me, it just, it seems a little. Yeah. Um, I, again, I really like this match a lot. It really shows yeah. off the versatility of John Moxley as, yeah, yeah. you know, like he's got some MMA training. He's got, and he looked really good. Like he, let's just say he comes off like, like his, like his own stepdad and Minoru, like Papa Minoru Suzuki, like as this as this uh, shoot style tough guy now. And he reminds me of hardcore brawler. Reminds me of snake Pliskin. If you're not I mean, familiar. Is, it, is it because the, it wasn't because of the eye patch. Uh, well, I think that was one of it, but he just comes off like this, like tough guy who doesn't give a crap about anything. Very resourceful, but is also has like these really randomly good morals. Like you can tell deep down, like he's, he's a good guy. Ultimately. Yeah, exactly. I he, mean, cause that's what, that's what he's, he's yeah, no face. Moxley being this resourceful, fighting champion baby face i i'm all about yeah um, and he went from uh being my most hated wrestler in uh, dean ambrose to one of my favorite wrestlers in john moxley that's that's the natural evolution of not being in wwe <laughs> it just does wonders yeah. for you yeah i so going forward um actually i'll do this at, uh, i'll talk i'll just do the post match and then talk about this post match excuse me uh, Cage beats up Moxley with the FT- FTW belt, but the lights go out and we get the Darby Undertaker. Allen. Oh, Darby Allen. No, not Undertaker. You get you get a uh, pint-sized Undertaker and Darby Allen. Um, he comes back. He rescues Moxley from the beatdown. Uh, Cage goes outside the ring and they all stare down as Moxley, you know, gives props to Darby and Darby just stares at Moxley in the title. Yeah. And there, there goes our title picture for the foreseeable couple months um what darby what darby and, and and john yeah i can see that happen well darby's, i don't think so Dar- darby's gonna fight brian cage first and then he's gonna go after yeah him. somebody else is going after moxley i think i think that i mean i like your idea it sounds it sounds so, like it'd be a good yeah. show but title picture title picture of the AEW world championship go what's uh, going on well, with, I was going to start off with the TNT title picture, which is going to be Darby Allen taking that title off of Cody Rhodes eventually. I think he's too separated from that right now. Uh, he's going to. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I can see him getting a shot at the AEW world title because in AEW, sometimes we have those matches where yeah. not the number one contender gets that title shot like we were talking about earlier. Um, so, I mean, the world title picture. The- Fuck, man. I, I, it's hard to say. I think the end game eventually has to be EC3. No, by full gear, which is this note, which is by by can't like if all in just by no, just by assumption, just by assumption. I know the end game ultimately all okay. So in all, uh, yeah, end game of full gear, it's going to be a heel Kenny Omega taking the title from John Moxley. Yeah, Um, that I feel like that has to be the direction. it but comes full circle. In, in, in between that, in between that, I 
that could don't see they kind of teased MJF. They they no, they super teased MJF getting into yeah. that. I don't think he's ready to become the champion, so I think he'll no. lose to John Moxley. I think that's that's got to that that has to be a way to really establish John Moxley as your champion because right now him as him as champion has been sort of uneventful. I don't want to say that because he he is a victim of the COVID, literally and figuratively. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, together, so, yeah, so I mean, we'll see how it goes. Kenny Omega, I like him as a performer. And- Kenny Omega turning heel, um, you know, maybe coming out ruining, maybe even like ruining a match. Like Darby Allen is about to win that world title, and he just comes out and lays Darby Allen out, and he says, "I don't even think you'd have to. You don't have to involve any of that. You just, just and have it's Kenny like the- Omega, Kenny Omega turning heel on Hangman Adam Page. Oh yeah, Kenny Omega wins." And then going into All Out, you'd have Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. I would I would go as far as to say that happens that early. Yeah. And then you have Kenny Omega starting his campaign to. Well, they got to lose the titles first. So. Yeah. So yeah, they. I could see them losing that on a dynamite. They're losing those FTR though. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That makes the most sense. And you'd have Kenny Omega just losing his shit. Yeah. And all that stuff because the way it's been booked of with Kenny Omega, like he has been the weak link of that cha- of that of that the team, team yeah like you, yeah so you can have that get to his head it's it's very that's the thing like we're predicting all of this and granted none of this might happen but seeing like that seeing that plan you know like, can totally go through that and be and i could still feel that level of excitement going into it yeah, yeah. It's, but it's a bunch of different stuff going on in, in AEW. that's you know that's steer that's that leaves me very interested Darby Allen returning, um, you know, he's still another problematic figure within the AEW realm. They haven't addressed that at all. Wait, who no, returning? He, Darby Allen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he is one of those names. Well, obviously, like AEW, they've taken action against some people and have it against others. I don't think they're gonna they're ignoring situations. They've probably looked at the situation and they've just, they've, they've probably decided so much on Darby Allen. Well, they it's I don't think it's just so I can investment. hear myself. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good that you hear yourself because no, hear yourself. I, uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, is like I. It's not because they have invested in themselves in Darby Allen. I think it's because they've investigated the situation. They've had to. They're not going to ignore it. And they've probably declared, hey, this Darby Allen situation. They... How much do you trust AEW as a company to really kind of. Well, the take fact the that they, they, they took action against Sammy Guevara, right? I mean, they made an example out of him at that point. So then, you think they're just going to ignore everything but else? But then it's a bit more on. cut and dry with someone like a Sammy Guevara where he just straight up said he wants to rape Sasha Banks. Yeah. Well, the evidence yeah. is more uh, prevalent. Yeah. I think it's the word I'm looking for. So, I mean, it's it, it really depends on how well, like, the public reacts to this. Like, it's, you know, I said my piece on it. Like, I, I'll say this, like, Darby Allen, I'm less excited about Darby Allen than I have been in the last three months because of what's gone out there. And it's really just, I'm only just one person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a wonderful hour-long review of us talking about AEW. Boy. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, we were talking news and all that stuff. Oh, wait. We got... Dynamite. Oh, no, no. We're, we're about an hour and a half into this. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. We're going long. We're going long today. NXT this week. Oh, well, Dynamite. What did you... You, you thought it was a great show. I thought it was a great show. I, I, every match I enjoyed. 
I enjoy. I'm Moxley is just beginning to become an actual world champion in my eyes. Yeah, because because I like this match a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah, let's move on to uh, NXT, shall we? Yeah, uh, yes, let's 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 do it. Uh, w- we kick off with a recap of last week, Keith Lee's title win against Adam Cole, becoming the double champion, the NXT North American champion, and the NXT heavyweight champion. I might say he's basking in his glory. Well, I was about to say, bask in his glory because the NXT champion ah. is here. Uh, he comes out to the ring, cutting an in-ring promo. He thanks a lot of people that have helped him along the way. Uh, one of the people he pointed out was uh, Tim Brooks, which was his trainer. Uh, was it uh, Was it killer Tim Brooks he went by? Yeah, uh, he recently passed away. Yeah, uh, he thanks the NXT or the NXT and WWE universe uh, also for welcoming him with open arms. And he says there is one more person that he has to thank, one person that's very special to him, a friend of me of his, and that's Dominic Dijakovic. Out comes Dijak, and he uh, he uh, he comes out. They start talking. He says thank you, but you, I want you to be the first challenger for this double title shot. And Dijak's just like, all right, when. I'm down. Keith Lee's like, how about now? Oh. It's a night. And so they're going to have a match tonight for the double titles. That's not um, fair to Dijakovic. Maybe, maybe he wanted to legitimately prepare for this. You know, he's like, actually, can uh, we do it in two weeks? Um, I want to hit the weights really hard. I want to actually practice some moves. I've been trying this new Kimura lockout. No. Oh, tonight? Okay. Sounds cool, Keith. Thanks. Uh, so, you know, it's funny because Dijak's just like, uh, he, he's just like, when do you want to do this? And he's like, well, I don't know what to say. Keith Lee's just like, just say, what do you mean you don't know what to say? Just fucking just say yes at that point. Uh, has the match for later tonight. Next up, Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest. Um, I mean, this was uh, this was a match. It probably wasn't their best match they've had between the two. Uh, Grimes, or what they're capable of. Exactly. Grimes charges Priest, uh, but Priest hits him with a big boot to begin the match. Uh, Priest beating, beating down on Grimes with a series of strikes. They fight in and out of the ring. There was one spot where there was a razor's edge to the edge of the ring apron, which was just looked really bad. Uh, they battle back into the ring. Flatliner to Grimes followed by a kick out. We have a spinning body slam to Priest. Priest dodges a cave-in and it gets Grimes tangled up in the ropes. Cyclone kick to Grimes and Priest hits the reckoning off the middle rope. Priest gets the pin and the win. I give this match a 6 out of 10. It was an okay match, but like I said, the two stars in this match are fully capable of so much more. And yeah, I mean, they had a better match before this. So uh, what do you think of this match? I, I, like I said, I told you, um, I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Just for full transparency, I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, far more than usual well not usual but then so i had to sit out on this nxt episode Uh, of nxt but yeah uh, it was a it was a good match so yeah you missed the show it's all right you didn't really miss much uh thatcher's thatch can wrestling school is up next uh thatcher is teaching these guys through every submission there's something to be learned he applies the fujiwara armbar to some blonde jobber and tells us that even after the opponent taps to lay in the submission to leave a lasting impression so, and I think they're going somewhere with this, but we'll see. Uh, Indy Hartwell versus Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, this was a match. Uh, these two women go back and forth. They seem to be putting at least some sort of push into Indy Hartwell. She's been on TV a lot. Um, she actually gets a lot of offense in on Shotzi. Uh, sling blade to Indy. Switchblade to a uh, switchblade kick to Shotzi, or sorry, to uh, Indy Hartwell. Uh, cannonball to Indy, and then Robert Stone walks out to the ring. 
uh, in a boot because, you know, last week he was dying after getting his leg ran over by Shotzi in her tank. Um, that push, uh, Leah pushes Shotzi off the top rope. Indy hits a boot to Shotzi and Indy Hartwell gets the pin and the win. This match fucking sucked. It was a two out of 10. I mean, I don't know what to say. This match was horrible. I did not like it. Shotzi looked okay. But when you put her against Indy Hartwell and you have Aaliyah interfering and Rob, it just, it sucked. I don't know what else to say. What can you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mackenzie backstage with Tegan Knox. Uh, she says, tonight is my night. I want to be champion like Kane and Molly Holly. Those are... Those are aspirations. Murderer's row of inspirations right there. (laughs) But, you know, those are legit her inspirations. Lady Kane. I want to be the Lady Kane and the Molly Holly. Molly Holly. So what? I'm I'm willing to guess that she does a choke slam and a Molly go round. We'll get there, Michael. We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we get a Santos Escobar video segment. They are in a mansion somewhere. The three men are drinking and they're... Legado del Vaca. And they are, cheer, uh, you know, giving a cheers to the end of Drake Maverick, who they said the only reason who has a job is because he cried online, which I thought was a shot at him probably by upper management, because that I think is legit the only reason why he has a job. Um, then uh, Fantasma goes on to says, in order to build an empire, they need to tear it down first. Uh, they, um, was it Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza actually got some lines talking about Brizongo, how they, you know, they spit on the legacy of the luchadors wearing the masks down to the ring. So, I don't know. It was it was a cool like video segment. It was like filmed somewhere else. So, it was cool. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee, uh, double title match. Uh, this was not their best match between the two by any means. Uh, yeah, um, another Dij- uh, <laughs> Donovan, Donovan Dijakovic. And Keith Lee match. Yeah, they've they've torn I, it I down. I feel like that has just. I feel like that's just more or less. When I first heard that, I was like, "There, this was very cobbled together." Yeah, like it was very last minute. It just felt very last minute. I was waiting for Damian Priest to come out and be like, "I am big too. I want." Oh no, there's match. a clear direction as we'll get there. Yeah. Um, uh, the two start off with a test of strength, and uh, they discovered one thing: is that they're both very, very strong. Uh, Lee starts to work on the left arm of Dijak. Dijak keeps going for handshakes for some reason. I don't know why. He just keeps like, come on, come on, Keith, shake my hand. And he does it multiple times. I'm like, dude, you're in a fucking match. Even Keith uh, Lee at one point chops Dijak after the chop. So, or after the handshake. Uh, Lee eventually pounces a Dijak on the outside, hits his sister Abigail to Dijak off the middle rope. Blockbuster to Lee off the top rope. Cyclone kick to Lee, followed by a kick out. Grizzly chops to, to a choke slam to Dijak. And then the big bang catastrophe to Dominic Dijakovic. Keith that Lee. That leads the series to 17 to 58 on Keith Lee to Dijak. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought you were looking it up. Yeah. Uh, this match, the match? The match gets 6 out of 10. Um, I didn't like the beginning of the match. It seemed like... Because at first it just seemed like two best friends on a playground playing wrestling. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to do that? It just felt okay. like an exhibition. Okay, well, I'm going to do this. Match. Yeah. It was a title match, right? Yeah, it was a double title match. Just, like, yeah, like, so oh. it just kind of came off as like a playful exhibition when it, there should have been a little bit more seriousness to it. Yeah, it picked up at the end. Uh, definitely not the best match between the two. It makes me think uh, – it actually makes me think uh, with this and the segment afterwards that we're about to get Dominic Dijakovic's right off into the main roster. All right, so a bit of breaking news here, We mentioned earlier on the show that uh, we quote the Raven 
um, about the the speculation of Billy Corgan shutting down NWA. Well, we got a uh, we got a tweet here from one William Patrick Corrigan at Billy. Uh, he says that NWA is not shutting down. Uh, okay. And I, uh, here's what he wrote. A quick note about this is from postwrestling.com. Get that Billy Corgan picture back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A quick note about the National Wrestling Alliance, which I fought for and won ownership of a few years back. We are not shutting down so please disregard any and all rumor to the effect the nwa is not and will not be for sale and those talent who are under contract for a reason which is that we at the nwa are trying to figure out a way to provide our great fans with wrestling content in a very very tough environment yeah and most importantly keep our talent safe and their standard of production you've come to expect from us at a high level anything less in my opinion is unacceptable so yes appreciate the interest appreciate the cheddar don't appreciate the unsourced rumors and speculation unquote also to add the world is a vampire wow thank you billy corgan a little bit of editorializing right there but yeah nwa it's not shutting down as a bit of a bit of an update on that regard somebody just passed away too uh, what? Uh, I got to keep talking. Search up, uh, search up Terry Funk real quick. Uh, oh no! Just search him up real quick. Somebody named Terry. Pa- Michael P.S. Hayes just posted about something saying. No, yeah. that's the that's fucking Terry Gordy, dude. Okay. That's the anniversary okay. of his death. Oh, oh my god, dude! <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I just saw that tweet too. I don't know. I mean, I'm calling <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Good, good. I'm glad. That's- that is, yeah, that's Terry Gordy. Okay. That's the anniversary of the passing of Terry Gordy. Okay. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, okay? Uh, I know. Uh, and, uh, in other news, Beetlejuice is a movie. Anyway, what the fuck? Don't look at Twitter. No. Let's stop. We can just stop now. <laughs> okay. Cameron Graves apparently grabbed uh, Damian Priest's butthole. Um... <laughs> Uh, That's news. (laughs) Mackenzie, she's backstage with uh, Dijakovic, Dijak. He says, oh, Lee's on another level right now. I mean, gosh, this uh, this isn't like the Lee I faced before. Uh, I don't know what Karrion Cross is thinking going after him. And that's when Inwalk's Karrion Cross, who I swear is speaking Spanish. And um, because I couldn't make out anything. This guy, like I thought he was speaking Spanish to him and then just says TikTok, lays him out, hits a suplex to him. And then Dijak's just overselling it. Um, we're going to get a match next week with them, but I think this is going to be his write-off. Dijak's write-off, like I said, to the main roster. So, And then we get Timothy Thatcher versus the returning Denzel Dejernet. Now, that 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 class, that it's fucking Timothy Thatcher's master I, class. I actually think this is like the cookie because Thatcher are going to pay $90 to Dejernet. teach you how to catch wrestle. Uh, My name is Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Uh, Dejanet comes out. And Dejanet used to have a different look to him the last time we saw him. He used to come out. I know. He's wrestling the wrestler, so he might as well dress up like Kurt Angle. Yeah, he has wrestling tights on and, for some reason, a poncho, uh, which I don't get. But, okay, but he used to come out with, like, a very, like, with, like, uh, Timberlands and, like, nice pants and a nice hat and glasses. He looked really good. Uh, Now he's just, like, amateur wrestler, dude. So if they're making Timothy Thatcher this like leader of a stable, like American Emporium or Imperium, uh, <sighs> then sure. It, it would be good. You know, uh, this is pretty much a squash match, uh, uh, but it was really good. It was an amateur wrestling match. Um, uh, single leg Boston crab to Dejanet for the finish. I, I don't like this style of match, but I can't hate on it too much 
because just because I didn't like it because they exhibited a lot of really good amateur wrestling moves. It was more of a style that just you were not you're just not. Yeah. Fan of. So I give this match a five out of ten um, just because it did nothing for me. But I also for the people who are into it, which is probably me. Yeah, uh, it's it, it was more than serviceable. After the match, uh, Oni Lorkin comes out because uh, Thatcher applies the Boston Crab again to Dejernet. Oni Lorkin comes out for the save, uh, begs the question, "Where is Danny Birch?" Um, because I thought he in was, England. I thought he was. Probably, I thought he was in the U.S. last time I heard. I guess I don't Maybe know. Maybe he went back home. Uh, next up, Robert Stone confronting Killian Dane backstage. He wants to apologize for spilling his coffee on him last week. Killian Dane isn't having any of this though. Uh, he wants to fight him. He says, but, um, when he wants to beat up Robert Stone in walks Aaliyah with this like cardboard cutout or this like cardboard with paintings drawn on it by Dexter Loomis. And there's one of Killian Dane. Now Killian Dane tells Robert Stone, he says, if you want to apologize to me, get me a match with Dexter Loomis. So all of this sounds really terrible, Corey. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I mean, this um, this, this could is be, NXT, right? This could be Killian Dane joining the Robert Stone brand. This is NXT, right? Yep. We're talking. This is NXT. Hey. So next week we have two matches announced. They uh, insist to, on keeping Robert Stone a thing. Yes, they did. Well, he was he was funny. Like, come on, him screaming in pain. Um, I'm dying. For a great thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, next week we have Killian Dane versus Dexter Loomis. And uh, Dijakovic versus Karrion Cross. So those are the two matches announced <sighs> as opposed to the... Oh, well, thank you. I thought I was doing a great job until you yawned at me. No, you're you're giving me this lineup. That's my... And, uh, and AEW, AEW has like 10 matches announced for next week. So, I mean, I don't know what the frick to do. Uh, wrestling. Next, yeah, wrestling. Next up, the main event time. Tegan Knox, Io Shirai. Um, I mean, this was... Uh, this was an okay match. I mean, I didn't hate. I didn't hate it at all. I mean, I actually kind of liked it. Uh, they begin to argue back and forth before the bell rings, uh, going back and forth between the two women. Io in charge. Uh, when we come back from the first break, Io goes for a crossbody, and Tegan reverses it into a fallaway slam to Io, uh, followed by a kickout. It was also though kind of sloppy the way she caught her coming off that crossbody. Uh, Io just wearing down Tegan with a series of holds. Tegan dodged a rolling thunder knees, knocking her knees into the stairs. I'm sorry. Um, that was EO. Uh, Tiger driver into a neck breaker to Tegan. EO then working the knee injury after running into the stairs, a cannonball. And you're right. There was a choke slam and a molly go round to EO Shirai. So give yourself a couple. Who could have of, possibly seen that? Come. Give yourself a couple of red balloons, Michael, because you got points there. Uh, front falling slam to EO. Like I said, molly go round. Um, EO, oh, she goes, Molly go around, very awkward kick out. Tegan goes for the shiniest wizard, um, but uh, EO hits a palm strike to Tegan. Moonsault, the pin, and the win. Uh, I give this match a 6 out of 10. A lot of times in this match, I was not interested at all, but at the same time, there were times where I thought Tegan actually could have won the title. That's mission accomplished, Corey. Because Tegan actually has a really good look. Like, she looks like a million bucks. She looks like she could be, like, a role model to kids everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, but very motivational. But the bell rings, Corey. But the bell rings. You're saying she's not a good wrestler? Or are you saying that she's just booked wrong? The way her matches are structured... I mean, personally, I mean, I see this as someone who hasn't seen it has to judge off previous Tegan Knox matches where it's, you know, it's very, it's very middling of the road. 
as yeah. a performer. Like considering what she has, well, considering what that division has to offer, I think. I mean, as, who is who is a baby face there, in, especially in the women's division in NXT? Not Rhea Ripley, but you're that's a bit too early. No, no, she was just a heel. Like she's not like Tegan Knox is the only one there who's just a pure baby face. Like I mean, there's like, I don't want to I don't want to go as to say Shotzi Blackheart would be a better contender because I don't think I don't really think she's at that level yet. But yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know, actually, even though I mean, Io Shirai is a world beater. What am I, what am I going to say? Like yeah. she was no way was she going to lose that match. Um, yeah, I just don't know when they're going to pull the plug on T or not pull the plug, but give the push on Tegan. Pull the trigger on Tegan is, I think, the word I was going to say. Oh, on no. Her, on her push. Pull the, pull the trigger okay. on her push to push. God, that like, woman has like, suffered enough. Like her push is a bullet coming out of a gun, and she's being propelled of, but, into but a... Honestly, but think about that, though. Like, besides, you know, the whole shining star thing, or like, what else does Tegan Knox have to offer other than the fact that she tore both her knees? You know what I mean? Like, they, she's got a good luck. Sy- she eats pizza. playing that sympathy card. She likes pizza. That's for sure. She's friends with Mia Yim. Yeah. I don't know, man. But I I, I honestly, I think they they have something with her. She honestly, she has a good look. She can talk. She's athletic. I mean, why not? With the the women's champion now, Io Shirai, she's a great wrestler, but how long are they going to keep her keep her in NXT, you know, like eventually that is the process. People go up to the main roster. People get built up from the bottom. Eventually you're going to see Indy Hartwell get a match for a women's title in a year or two. You know, you don't know when, but it's well, going to happen. She got a match with, uh, she got a match with Shotzi Blackheart and won, you know, so and it was a great match had by all match sucked, but I mean, it was the way it was booked. I'm just saying like you give these women a chance and they will shine. Just have a plan. Don't switch up your plan time. And do what uh, with evil. I said with evil. They have a plan. Give stick her the title. Them. No. Is that what you're well, playing? if have a plan, give her a plan and stick to the plan. Don't divert I mean, from what, the plan every but that's, week. I mean, that's what Triple. Hey, I'm not saying it's true, but that's what Triple H said, right? They don't book on. They don't counter book. They just book book. <laughs> I don't care. But <laughs> Anyways, uh, NXT all in all in a show. I give a five out of 10 for this week. Uh, yeah, it was just the average score of all the matches. So that was NXT. That was AEW Dynamite. And that was some news this week. And uh, that was a B show. Uh, was loaded a, show. It was, was very loaded. I know loaded it's a bit show. lopsided on the, but a lot of, ha- a lot of stuff happened on Dynamite. Well, you know was, what? You can't call it an uneventful show at oh, all. No, because... Dynamite was fine. I enjoyed Dynamite way better than I did NXT yeah, this week. Fight so. for the Fallen. You got to fight for the Fallen, you know. Which they would, you know, the, they, they're donating a million dollars to COVID relief fund to, to Florida, which God yeah. knows they need it right now. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, I think that about does it here for us. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's down there somewhere. Uh, subscribe. Hit that little notify bell because if you want to see our beautiful faces, you got to stay notified and stay subscribed. All right. We will see you later. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Oh, hi.